fried egg with a thick wadge of bread and butter. His arteries would have to take a chance on it. There was no evidence that Spaulding had been stabbed, shot, or strangled, although Fremantle said it was difficult to be 100% certain because of the conditions. Edging his bets? Yeah. He said his job was to pronounce death, and Spaulding was clearly that. Think he must have been taking lessons from Dr. Price and he didn't seem to like getting wet either, just like Price. Fremantle said that the probable cause of death was severe trauma caused by the fall, and as there was no indication that the fence had been breached, Dennings concluded that Spaulding had climbed onto or over it and thrown himself off the side of the dock. And what did his wife say? Cantelli pushed his plate away and wrapped his hands around his mug of tea as though his fingers were cold, even though the morning was hot and sultry. The rain had finally stopped about 2 a.m. The crowded canteen was stuffy, despite the windows being open and the smell of sweat, probably emanating from Walters opposite him, mingled with that of fried food. She's a nice woman, Cantelli said sorrowfully. Boy of ten, girl of eight. I saw their photographs in the living room. Poor kids. He shook his head sadly. His fingers tightened on the mug. Taking a breath, he continued more crisply. She said that her husband had been looking forward to giving the lecture, and there were no signs that he was depressed or ill. I asked her why she didn't go. She said that she never went to his talks. They were part of her husband's job, and he didn't need her there. Or didn't want her there. Horton sat back, his breakfast finished. His head felt a little clearer now, but the niggle that had tormented him last night about Spaulding's death was still there. So far, Cantelli's report hadn't provoked it into the daylight. Cantelli said, I thought that perhaps she has to stay at home because of the children. But her widowed father-in-law, Ronald Spaulding, lives with them in an apartment in the basement. The house is one of those four-story Victorian residences just off South Sea Seafront, not far from the Canoe Lake. And Mr. Spaulding was more worried about how he was going to take the news of his son's death than concerned for herself. Walters looked up. Perhaps the old boy's too lally, and she doesn't trust him to babysit the kids. I didn't see him, so maybe he is. Mr. Spaulding said she'd break the news to him. She said that her husband usually walked to work at the university unless it was raining, and he walked there yesterday morning, leaving the house just after ten o'clock. Nice hours for some, mumbled Walters. Cantelli said, It's the holidays. Spaulding didn't need to go into the university. But Mrs. Spaulding said there was some paperwork he wanted to attend to. He told her he'd go straight from there to the lecture, which was scheduled to start at seven o'clock, with a drinks reception on board HMS Victory, just as Neil Gideon told us. He was going to get a taxi home. His house keys were zipped up in his inside jacket pocket along with a mobile phone, but there wasn't much left of that. Did he call her during the day? No. And she says he didn't call his father either. They all went for a picnic in the New Forest. Was it usual for him not to call? Orton swallowed some coffee. Yes. When he was working on a research project, he became so engrossed that he often lost track of the time.
and he's currently working on some research. According to Mrs. Spaulding, he always is. Horton nodded. They would get Spaulding's mobile telephone number and check his calls, texts, and emails to see if there was a message explaining why he was ending it all. If he was. And Horton wasn't sure about that. That uncomfortable feeling between his shoulder blades told him that this was more than a suicide. So what was this lecture about? Something to do with women serving in the Royal Navy. But more than that, Mrs. Spaulding said she didn't know. And Horton couldn't see why it should have any bearing on Spaulding's death. Did Dr. Fremantle give any idea of time of death? Only to say that it had probably occurred within the last two hours because there was no sign of rigour, which bore out what the paramedic had said. Remind me what time the body was discovered.